I'm happy to announce that my Magic the Gathering hyperphone focus finally broke after a week oh, straight yeah? of me trying to deck build in a specific way. And it's going like, I literally cannot do anything else until I figure this. It's a puzzle. My mind depends on it. I wondered which hyperfixation you were referring to. <laughs> yeah, it, it was bad. I can't do a Magic the Gathering hyperfixation because I only play Commander once a week and I don't like Arena. That's fair. No, I was I was trying to deck build. I was like, I want to make a Phyrexian tribal yeah. deck, but I don't mm. want to use Infect. Which is kind of like... <laughs> well, like I want to build a burn deck, but I don't want to use red. Yeah. Chris- Christina, to, to help clarify for you, it's like it's like saying, I want to be an electric-type gym leader, but I don't want to use electric-type moves. So... Oh, so you're in Sinnoh. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, th- that was the opposite. It was like, I don't oh, want to use electric-type Pokemon, ah, but we'll all ah. be using Charge Beam. <laughs> We're in anti-Sinnoh. The only type that got done dirty worse than Electric and Sinnoh was Fire. Oh, everyone knows. They for- they just forgot yeah. to put Fire Pokemon in the game. <laughs> like, we should have a Fire type lead four. Great. How many Fire Pokemon do we got? Uh, uh, we got uh, Infernape. And we got uh, Rapidash? <laughs> no, I think Rapidash. Oh, we got Magmortar. Oh, but that, no, we're not. But that's only in the post game. For some oh, reason. yeah, that's right. Ma- legally unobtainable Magmortar. <laughs> It's okay, they fixed all those problems in the re- remake, right? Yes. Right? Yes, no. actually. Well, Platinum they did. Yeah, but in, in Brilliant and Shining, you can go underground, I caught a Houndoom, and it was great. Sure, 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 but the gym lead and the Elite Four members don't. Oh, okay, well, sucks to be them. Flint has never heard of the underground. We should sink before we forget. We didn't do yes. that at the start of the call. <laughs> no. Yes, also, the, the or, well... Yeah, it'll be we just had to rant about Pokemon a little bit. Let the record yeah. show that I, I, the guy with the ongoing Pokemon podcast, did not start the Pokemon conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Also, this should be obvious, but Emily, when you're editing, uh, if we go, oh no, we've lost JD, and then there's this pause, and then JD comes back, and we go hello, and he goes hello, and then we make sure that everything's good again. You can cut all that. <laughs> Or this will be a three-hour <laughs> podcast. It should be fine. It's it's Alex's laptop that really has that problem for whatever reason. My phone should be okay. Okay. Anyway, let's Glee. let's talk about something that does not bring us as much joy as video games do. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I like singing. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me Everybody and welcome to Loser Like Me. This is a Glee recap and review show, and it's also well. We talk about the show Glee. This is a podcast. You're listening to a podcast. My name is Christina, and the sheer amount of static electricity in that room was going to be terrifying. And I'm Tanner, and I'm declaring a war on xylophones on the side of the xylophones. <laughs> And we have a guest today. 
We do. Guess, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hello, I'm JD, and I was born to be queen, but my crown has been stolen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're here today to go to prom as a platonic throuple, um, which is really more of a season two thing, but we already did that. Hey, JD, did you happen to be an extra in the background of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> um... No, if I if I if I were, then you know, I wasn't paid for it. <laughs> I would have liked to have been though. Dinosaur prom sounds fun. Looks yeah, fun. We're, it's it's Promosaurus. Yeah, <laughs> season three, episode nineteen. Oh wait, we should talk. Uh, we should ask JD the requisite questions before we start. <laughs> JD, do you have any history with Glee, the TV show, or the extracurricular? <laughs> So I had friends who were into it, like, back in the day. Like, I had university friends who were on the same degree as me, but doing the music path. So they were into Glee. Mm -hmm. So I caught little glimpses with them. And then I was like, oh, Darren Chris is in it. That's cool. He's Harry freaking Potter. And then I heard the whole thing with, like, them stealing from Jonathan Colton. I was like, oh, gross. Never mind. No thanks. Wait, what? Yeah, in season four, they sing an arrangement of Baby Got Back that was done by Jonathan Colton and they never credited him, which is not the first time that they have sung a remix of a song and not credited the original artist. Like uh, when they did the cover of Girls Just Want to Have Fun back during I Kissed a Girl, that was a cover that would, like was rearranged by someone else, not on staff, and they never gave credit for it. Huh. Yeah. And they'll do it again with Diva. Oh, and I guess also they did a cut um, when they covered... It's not right, but it's okay. That was also a remix that they did not clarify. It was a cover of a remix. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so that put me off of it, and I have not watched it again until yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I agreed a year ago to guest on a Glee podcast, because Tanner said, I don't want to do this one that's about a dinosaur prom. I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> also, Christina, the episode with the Baby Got Back song, that's the episode that Vigil wanted to be on. I'm like, okay, we'll book you five years in advance. <laughs> 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 yeah oh also i should mention that my favorite episode of glee though is the one where the letter of the day is the letter g and they argue about whether it's a hard g or a soft g i don't know if that's a bit or not that's the set that was the sesame street yeah ah. it was, it was a, it was a bit on sesame street it was great and it was a very cl very <sighs> clear-cut parody of glee because it was g club yes gotcha and like the gooster the coach I would there. take Gooster over Schuster any day of the week. I think the coach might have been voiced by her actual actress. Oh, nice. Nice. It's It definitely sounds that close, at least. Anyways, have you ever been to school choir? No, no. Stuff like that's not really a big thing in England. My school didn't really have much of anything. So Really? No. But they had a musical TV show before Glee. Did they? Yeah. Huh. What? Ed Sheeran auditioned for it. Did they? Really? Wait, what? I don't know. I don't know what show you're talking about. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to find it. It's possible I just went to a pretty crappy school. Britannia High is a British musical television series co-produced by Granada and Globe Productions for ITV. I have never heard of that. <laughs> it Britannia aired from High? October 26th to December 20th in 2008. <laughs> huh. To be fair, I had graduated from school by that point. I left my school in 2007. There was a reality show about the audition process for it. And Pixie Law and Ed Sheeran were some of the auditionees. Huh. Looking at these pictures, it definitely looks like it was like trying to draw in high school musical energy. You can find on YouTube 16-year-old Ed Sheeran auditions for Britannia High. <laughs> <laughs> a whole nine episodes. Which is quite a lot for a British show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, English TV shows either have six episodes over 30 years or 10,000 episodes over five years. There's no in-between. Yeah, because it's either a serial or a soap. (laughs) Or a game show. Oh, and British game shows are weird because you can't actually win anything on them. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. On the one I'm thinking of, you can win a clock. Oh, you you just can't win anything on a BBC TV show because it's government run. Oh, sure. Well... Let's not get into that. That's why on Drag Race UK, there's no actual, like, monetary winnings. You get pins. I swear they've had... There are definitely game shows on the BBC nowadays. Maybe that. Maybe that's, like, an old rule that they got rid of or something. I'm sw- I swear I that. I don't know. Aren't there? Wait. Are there not? I don't know. I don't... What? It's been so long since I've sat down and watched the television. I don't know what channels are. <laughs> the, the only... The, the, I only know two things about the, the BBC these days. This one is that you can't win money, and two is that they're just normal men. They're just innocent men. Look, I don't know. I spent all this week just binging Crunchyroll, okay? Like... <laughs> <laughs> you can watch Glee on Crunchyroll? <laughs> no, no. That, although, although... I have a pitch for not if I reboot you first. What if Blee were an anime? That would be fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta, I gotta watch Bochy the Rock so I can watch a Bochy the Rock Glee crossover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anime's so weird. I'm done. Let's talk about Glee. Let's talk about Glee. <laughs> um, Roger Thomasaurus. <laughs> it aired May eighth, twenty twelve. It was uh, written by Ryan Murphy, that explains a bit, and directed by yeah. Eric Stoltz, you know, the once in future Marty McFly. We've talked about this before, I just like saying it again, because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This episode starts in a way that is so satisfying to me, <laughs> because it starts with Rachel Berry sadly monologuing as she, uh, as she disassembles her dream board. And she says, all of my dreams are dead now and I'm gonna die alone, except Finn, because I still have a fiancé that I love. But also, I'm terrible and I'm going to die in Lima, Ohio, and I'm a flightless bird. And I'm over here just like... Mood. I watched this like two hours ago, so I was sipping my coffee just like, yes, this pleases me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, so yeah, coming into this fairly cold... The main thing I know about Glee is that kind of most of the characters are terrible, terrible people. So I'm like, okay, now which one of them am I supposed to be rooting for? Do I root for her or do I root for her opponent? Oh, I root for neither of them until the end when I root for both of them. (laughs) I feel like we should note here, though, that real quick, while Rachel Berry is having her depressive montage, there's a part where she's dressed up as Barbara Streisand in Funny Girl in the auditorium while she is being sad. Yeah. Sad Rachel Berry, Barbara Streisand time cover photo shoot. Yeah. I'll never walk the red carpet, so the only chance I'll have to shine before my wedding is prom! Yeah. And then, as as she is sad, she goes into the bathroom where she finds Becky Jackson, who is practicing her prom queen wave, and Rachel is like, well, there's a lot of people who are nominated for prom queen, Becky. Like, it's a little bit condescending, but it's not as condescending as it could have been. I think it's just Rachel Berry has condescension yeah. burnout. Yeah. But he is a character to root for, though. Yeah. The, I think in this episode, the only people who, like, get a focus and are terrible are Becky and Kurt. Yes. That, that That's the guy she plays strip poker with? No, Kurt no. is the one with the top, is the guy oh. with the top hat. Kurt is gay. Kurt, oh, right, okay, yeah. He's the little gay boy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Darren Chris's boyfriend. Yeah. Yes. Got it. <laughs> I don't know. I th- Honestly, I was expecting to hate way more characters than I did. 
this is only this is an episode very much about Rachel and Quinn, and everyone mm-hmm. else just kind uh-huh. of falls by the wayside. Uh huh. Uh huh. But like, I'm here for all of the anti-prom people. I'm here for the uh, the, the coach. I mean, you know, she's a bitch, but she knows it. Yeah, Sue Sue's normal in this episode. <laughs> Mostly, she acts Mostly. like a real woman. I mean, Mostly. there is the part where she's talk- like, like saying, saying how she's going to like throw all the gifts that students have given her in the trash. That was a bit cold. Because they got her cheese and meat platters. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking charcuterie inferno. But see, that's something I can see a normal person doing. But then also, like yeah. the only weird thing is Sue being like, "Yes, I spiked the punch with Visine so that you'll all leave early." <laughs> Because they'll get diarrhea. (laughs) But then she's also like, how dare anyone try to spike the punch that I already spiked. Yeah, that's Glee. (laughs) Also, that's what I missed on Glee. Here's what you missed on Glee. Rachel got fucking wrecked and it was beautiful. And now she has nothing to live for. EGOT winner uh, Whoopi Goldberg, actual Whoopi Goldberg, came on Glee just to tell Rachel Berry that she was terrible. It's valid. It was delightful. Yeah. And what else is delightful is that as Rachel is tr- is being condescending to Becky, Becky tells her, would you mind taking your loser talk somewhere else? I don't want to catch your failure. And then she just walks out doing her prom queen wave. And I just, this is the part where I wrote, this is delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty great. Down with Rachel Berry, up with Becky Jackson. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Okay, but, okay, but, okay, but Brittany though? Yes, or as Figgins for some reason refers to her sexy teen trollop, which is, I feel like that's a lawsuit in the making, just those yeah. words well, together. Yeah. Yeah. Everything she's doing is terrible, though. It's actually perfect and beautiful. It's, it's sheer genius. <laughs> but she's, she's being incredibly rude to these people to their faces, and then when they call her out, she's like, no, you're bullying me. It's like, what? what? How does your brain work to reach that conclusion? No one knows. She's yeah. she's very unwise. <laughs> unwise, like saying, like, oh yes, we can't have hair gel at the dinosaur prom, but everything else here is fine because that was all invented in dinosaur times. <laughs> I I, f- I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. I'm here. sorry. I'm sorry. Go- I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're. This is a completely reasonable reaction to have to watching your first episode of Glee in uh, decades, if ever. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like we need to lay the groundwork for this a little bit. Figgins is talking to Brittany because the only thing that she has done as senior class president is to write a memo that just in crayon that just says drill baby drill because she thought that would solve the fuel crisis. Yep. And Mm -hmm. he he tells her that she is failing all of her classes and if she cannot successfully organize a kick-ass senior prom, then she is never going to be able to get into college. And she says... I've already been accepted at Purdue. And he says, the university? No, the chicken factory. (laughs) (sighs) Like, (laughs) he was so hopeful for a second. Yeah. Obviously, like, absurd to be that hopeful in the moment and in all of the context. But why was she so excited? Because it's Brittany, JD. (sighs) The next part we get is where Brittany is talking to the prom committee, which is made up of three (laughs) 30-somethings. Well, it's an American high school show, so... Yeah, yeah. Isn't that just part of the course? Yeah. They're there because they've been trying to... They've been trying to talk with Brittany about senior prom for months, and she hasn't listened to anything they've been saying. They tell her that the theme they've been working with is called A Castle in the Clouds. They have which, a great little uh, model and everything. 
It looks delightful. Yeah, it's very like it's very fantasy. It reminds me of the the Back to the Future enchantment under the sea. I guess it does, kinda. Just in that fantasy vein. Of, I'm not experienced with prom, so that's my frame of reference. I just think it. I think this is a bad theme. I think no one would like yeah. this theme. Fair enough. It does remind me of my mom's graduation theme, which was "Looks like we made it," and their graduation song was "Looks like we made it." And then the decorations were a big poster of a mountain with the words on it embossed, looks like we made it. I feel like maybe it's like, it's a safe theme. It's the kind of thing that you can't, you can't object to for the sake of it, but like nobody's going to be thrilled about it or like drawn to it necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Like my senior prom theme was, and I quote, diamonds in the dusk, which is just a (laughs) keyblade. It's just like, like, I get it. I think what you were saying is a good way to put it jd like this is a very safe theme like and it's also a theme that won't get them that they don't have to worry about using copyright for because this is a tv show (laughs) (laughs) britney says they can't do they can't do castle clouds because of because the clouds won't be strong enough to support the castles which is valid yeah is it though (laughs) and 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 she's not wrong this is something the show doesn't know, but I would like to mention that this will successfully keep any of the musical theater kids from getting up on stage and singing There is a Castle in a Cloud from Les Mis. <laughs> <laughs> so then they pitch Stairway to Heaven, and Britney says no, because they would have to get escalators, otherwise it wouldn't be wheelchair accessible. Yeah, and I can't argue with that one. Yeah. And then uh, she sa- she declares that the prom theme is going to be dinosaurs and fires everyone. <laughs> Although, wait, wait. Although, <laughs> regarding the disabled students going to heaven, though, she also says, I'm not really sure if they're even allowed into heaven. Which, yeah. uh, what? I'm putting that one on Ryan Murphy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dinosaurs. Because dinosaurs, dinosaurs. and cavemen live yeah. side by side for millions of years in peace. <laughs> and we should celebrate that because it's in the Bible. Yep. This prom yep. theme is Power Rangers Dino Charge. <laughs> there are worse prom themes. For Absolutely. Instance, many other pa- seasons of Power Rangers would be worse themes. Nobody wants to go to the uh, Operation Overdrive prom. So, sorry, hang on. Uh, well, okay, they, they were all graduated in Overdrive, so mark <laughs> that down. <laughs> Rose was a student at university. Oh, no, was she a teacher? She was a teacher at university. Yeah. She it's been a long early. time since I watched Operation Overdrive. She's a okay? genius. Look, I got excited when they told me there was a character from London and then she wasn't English. Yeah. Anyways, I was just saying a uh, uh, crossover corner. What if, what if on one of the scenes of Power Rangers where they're high teens with attitude, their school dance is a Power Rangers themed prom, and and then they have to run out to do Power Rangers stuff, and they come back morphed, and they're like, "Wow, cool Power Rangers costumes, guys!" And they'd be like, "Yeah, costumes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be fun. One of the animes I've been watching recently is it's a rom com where the it's Power Rangers, but the Red Ranger falls in love with the one of the villains, and it's actually a dating show with Power Rangers in the background. Ooh, ooh, so, ooh. And, and, and they do that at one point. They go to a high school event where there's a lot of cosplay going on, and they just go in their regular costumes. You need I to send like me that I would like you to drop this wreck. <laughs> I will send you a link to that after this. It's great. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> where were we? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so the prom, one of the prom girls says that dinosaurs is the worst prom idea ever, and Brittany says that's bullying, and she fires all of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's not the worst prom theme ever, but, like, she was insulting their ideas as well, and them as people. Yeah. 
She did say one of them looked like Rachel, which is... Not inaccurate, because they are styled similarly, but it's like Britney, yeah. honey. Also, to be fair, the one boy on prom committee did se- actually seem really down for dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think he could have gotten himself rehired pretty easily. Yes. I mean, well, that's yeah. the thing, like... You know, again, it's jumping ahead, but, like, people end up really enjoying it, right? There's some people walking in who's just like, I actually mm-hmm. really like dinosaurs. It's like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Anyways, it's now time to find out the uh, prom queen nominees. Our nominees for prom queen king are Rick the Stick Nelson mm-hmm. <laughs> from Hockey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brittany S. Pierce. <laughs> Quote, Congratulations. It's not weird! She's no, bi! No. <laughs> That's the line in the show, Tanner. Oh, that's, that's why I right. Said it, it is, yeah. It is. Coach says that. I've got the script open in front of me. Sue, so you shouldn't see that as weird either. The the real reason that Britney is nominated as king is because uh, her girlfriend is nominated for queen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, sure. And the, the other prom king nominee is Finn Hudson. And the prom queen nominees are Missy Gunderson, a girl we have never seen before and we will never <laughs> see again. Probably for the best. Yeah, well, that's the kind of character who's clearly just off in the background living a normal life, and she's just nice to people and generally pleasant, and that's why she doesn't Absolutely. interact with the main cast. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just surprised the that they couldn't think of any other female characters to nominate for prom queen. Lauren Zeises! <laughs> Listen, we don't have time to make this a Lauren Zeises podcast again. <sighs> she would have run on a campaign of, anti- of intimidation and snack cakes, and she would have yeah. won. Yeah, she would have. One said, fucking Missy Gunderson. Missy Gunderson is like the Glen Coco of Glee. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Missy Gunderson! Four for you, Missy Gunderson. Anyways, um, the, and the other nominees are Santana Lopez and Quinn Fabray. Quinn is happy because uh, she, she's decided to be season one Quinn just, just a little bit. Quinn Fabray can have season one personality as a treat, I guess. Uh, it's the regression. <laughs> You, you know what? At least they call out the regression this time. Um, yeah. Anyways, Becky. Becky, who was being Sue's assistant, and she's doing the Grease xylophone thing for the announcements. Uh, she then destroys the xylophone and storms out in a rage. Becky, 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 that's an antique! <laughs> <laughs> Great line. I mean, heck, for all we know, Sue got that from Olivia Newton-John herself. <laughs> they are friends. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> they did have a musical number in season one. They did. I have to assume that's the gag they're going for there. Maybe! <laughs> it would have been funny if they said you broke my antique xylophone that was given to me by Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to Glee Club choir room, and Rachel's there, and Finn is like, "Hey, are you gonna turn into like the fucking Mr. Hyde monster?" And she's like, "No, I'm totally fine. I'm just happy I get to dance with you at prom." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's okay for a moment. She's okay for a moment. She's but but inside. Listen, it's she's broken, he's okay. Oh, I, I know it's building, I know it's building, but at least on the surface <laughs> she's okay for a moment. Real quick, in happy couple notes, I just I noticed that Mike and Tina were matching in the scene, and it was adorable. Yay! Yeah. Brittany is here to announce the theme, because now she tells the Glee Club that the theme is dinosaurs. She was inspired by new, guy, new girl Joe the Christian Dreadlock Boy, uh, because she looks like a caveman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think I think that is an okay reason to have the white people dreadlocks. That's the one joke you get out of it. And now shave him. Yes. <laughs> now we must shave him. Well, just have the character be like, "Wow, that that got me to my core. I will therefore shave them." Yeah, like you can even make it in like make sense in canon. Yeah, 
Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, he was contractually barred from getting his haircut until he left the show entirely. Good. Uh, anyways. I mean, good that he did, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Refreshments will be Berries, Meat, and Rainwater, which Tina seems pretty pleased by. She's corpsing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> And in order to keep things honest, Quinn and Santana will both be telling the prom votes because they're, they might be each other's best friends, but they also do not trust them as far as they can throw them. And so they will keep each other honest. Why are there no other characters to count the votes? They're also doing this so that Rachel can't stuff the ballot box again. Yes, which she did this year. I, okay, but, but why not anyone else who's not been nominated? Because they might be biased. We only have so much room for named characters on this show, JD. And we already what about used Missy the last Gunderson? one for Missy Gunderson. <laughs> <laughs> Missy Gunderson is a heinous bitch. Hey! <laughs> Missy Gunderson did nothing wrong in her life. Compared to most of the Glee Club, she is an angel. <laughs> Missy Gunderson is my favorite character in Glee. People like her. They nominated her for prom queen. I bet Missy Gunderson's got a crucifix full of cocaine. <laughs> She's not in the Glee Club. She doesn't have to do that kind of thing, Tanner. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that Missy Gunderson cheated on the hunger strike. One time Missy Gunderson punched me in the face and it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, the other problem rule is that all hair products will be banned because they will not be invented until 30 million years after the Paleolithic era. That means you, Gay Blaine. Unlike everything else at this prom, which is also clearly not invented yet, it's so arbitrary. I get that she's just doing it to get rid of something she doesn't like, but come on. This is bullying. Yes! Actually, aliens aliens did come to Earth in the prehistoric times and give cavemen visine. Uh, Yeah, I read that in the Bible. Yep. This is a strange B-plot for the episode, and it will be- I will have some more about (laughs) it later. It's so fucking dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so Rachel is in the hallway, and she sees a campaign poster for vote Finn and Quinn. And then she enters the fucking rape state, and she storms off, and she storms up to Finn, and she's like, "What did you put this up? Quinn couldn't put it up because it was too high for her to reach." And Quinn's like, "Hey, remember when I said when you start with the crazy, my brain just kind of goes blank?" Yeah. As Rachel is storming over, I just want to note that she starts hearing public domain kill Bill Siren effect.mp3. <laughs> and Finn is like, Rachel, please don't yell at me. I start to go into a trauma response when you yell at me. <laughs> Healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And he he tells Rachel, he's like, look, I'm doing this to help out our friend Quinn in a completely platonic sense. And Rachel is like, but did you know that I am having a bad week? It's like, I get, I get that she's over the top, but I do feel like there's some validity to being upset over yeah. your, your, your your partner, like, presenting themselves in this way as a team with their ex specifically. Like, I, I get it. She's just gone too far. Yeah, like... That's Rachel Berry for you. She, she's yeah. being very intense about it. But, and, and listen, you, you know me, you know this podcast, you know that I am first in line to the hit Rachel Berry with implements like an airplane line, okay? <laughs> but she has a point here, because, yeah, she has had a terrible week. And she deserves it because she sucks as a person. But it is, from, from Prince's perspective, it is kind of not great for him to think, hmm... My girlfriend has had a terrible time. I think I'm going to abandon her at prom. The one thing that she's told me she is looking forward to. 
Yeah, like, put it, just put up posters for Quinn. You, like, does he care about being prom king? I feel like, no. I feel like he's not that- He- He's kind of just along for the ride. Emotionally, he needs and deserves it. <laughs> you both have good points, though. <laughs> There's a difference between, I am going to help Quinn because she is currently using a wheelchair and physically cannot put up posters. Yeah. And she is my platonic running mate. <laughs> So is that thing, are they, like, inherently paired, though? Because they were announced separately. Are they necessarily paired? It might be easier to be elected if you're part of a coalition. <laughs> also because they were dating for at least their freshman year, part of their sophomore year, and a little bit in their junior year. So, they have name recognition. <laughs> I mean, they do rhyme. Yes. That That's pretty powerful. Is it? I mean, yeah. Like, the ability, like you know, for a campaign... It's catchy. Finn and Gwyn. Yeah. But it's terrible for shipping names. Yes. Who are you? Quinn. For Gwyn? For Brudson? I feel like writers weren't entirely cognizant of shipping names at this time. Oh, no, they were. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they had a whole scene dedicated to it. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I feel like the first time I noticed it, like, within within World was, like, Star versus the Forces of Evil. Like, there's characters talking about Starco. Yeah. Anyways, it's time for physio. Quinn, her her legs are getting better. Mm-hmm. She's able to take a couple of steps using those, like, assistive bars that you have when you're doing physical therapy for walking. And Joe is there, and he's so proud of her. And even though she falls over, she still took some steps, and she's proud of herself. And he's like, wow, you're doing so well. You're going to be able to walk by the time that we go to nationals. And she's like, but what if I didn't tell anybody that I could walk until I was able to make a big scene about it? And I just wrote down here that there was the piano of intrigue playing in the background. It's the piano <laughs> of scheming. <laughs> and apparently it's the song Airmail by Yoko Ono and the Plastic Ono Band. <laughs> okay. Huh. Weird pull. But fine, I guess. <laughs> so from yeah. context, I feel like... She told people that she'll never be able to walk again or something? No, she she said that she is going to physio and that there is a good chance with work she will be able to walk again. And she made like a promise like, I will be dancing, I will be walking by graduation. And then she's like slowly been moving up to like, I will be dancing at nationals. Mm-hmm. So Finn getting outrageously angry at her later for standing is over the yeah. line? To be fit, yeah, well, we're, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But the, I interpreted this scene, I didn't interpret it as a, a Quinn saying, I'm not going to walk again until I can make a big show of it. I interpreted it as, I'm not going to walk again until I can, like, do it sustainably. Like, she doesn't mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. be half walking. She doesn't, she doesn't want to do it until she's at 100%, or at least, like, 80%. And she doesn't have to worry about, like, falling yeah. over. She doesn't want to do it in public. Until she is confident in her ability to walk. Yeah. Seems fair. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like, I feel like that was something that was like lost in the writer's room that they could have, they decided actually she has to be weird about it so that Finn can get weird about it so that we can get the ending that we decided on. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll get to it later, but I feel like that didn't even fit. Yeah. We'd lift that scene out and it would have been no different. That's Glee. Yeah. (laughs) Becky, whose internal monologue is voiced by Helen Mirren, uh, is mm-hmm. declaring that her crown has been stolen. Is that actually Her- Helen Mirren? Not an impersonator That's Helen or something? Mirren. Yeah. Th- th- that is Dame Helen Mirren. <laughs> from films. 
Yeah, I've heard of her. <laughs> she was in a movie once. And and she yells at the poster people for staring at her, which is, like, valid. She's also declared war on xylophones and mm-hmm. ransacked the cafeteria. I need, I need you all to understand that Becky's war on xylophones will continue for the rest of the show. It's glorious. <laughs> Oh, that's that's wonderful. That's they great. knew God that Finn, bless. Finn was graduating, so he couldn't kick chairs anymore, so they needed a successor, and the successor is Becky absolutely destroying by xylophones. Nice. <laughs> we see a clip of, like, two of the jazz band taking one of the xylophones out of the choir room, and Becky just charges at them and flips it. Uh-huh. Good. <laughs> I love that. I mean, let's face it, who even likes xylophones? We only talk about them because baby books need an X. <laughs> <laughs> As a way of comforting Becky for not being able to be on the prom court, Sue has announced that she is going to deputize Becky to be in charge of protecting the punch bowl from people spiking it, which uh, Puck and Artie tried to do last year at prom. Yeah, Artie got caught. He almost got tortured with dental equipment, but Mm -hmm. didn't go through. Becky does not seem pleased with the deputization, and so she takes Sue's new xylophone and smashes it again and storms out. (laughs) (laughs) But Sue doesn't even seem to mind. She's like, that's yeah, because, that attitude. Because she, she, yeah, she told Becky that she's a bitch, and maybe that lost her the sympathy vote for people getting elected, but it means that she'll be a great punch guard or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she says, like, I mean this as, as a compliment. You're a bad bitch. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of here for it. Becky doesn't care. She wants a crown. She deserves a crown. Anyway, it's time for a musical number in this musical show about musical numbers. Uh, it's Big Girls Don't Cry by Fergie. For some reason. So, like, I get it. I understand that this is the whole premise of the show, that they just have full-on musical numbers completely out of nowhere, but I assumed they were rehearsing for something, the way with the staging and everything going on. But no. They, they no. were. Te- te- were technically, they? this was Rachel rehearsing for a prom number, and Kurt and Blaine joining in, and then them all agreeing, like, we are bummed about prom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fun fact. Apparently, Curtin Blaine being in this musical number was not called for in the script. <laughs> Wasn't just Darren and Chris walking what? in like, no, hey, the, what if the, Leah didn't get a show solo? <laughs> the music supervisor, uh, Adam Anders, apparently just put parts in for Curtin Blaine. <laughs> just because. Yeah. To be fair, I feel like it would have been like less interesting to watch without them there. Like it, it added more, it added depth to the scene. Yeah. And like, it's fine. Yeah, I like the harmonies. Otherwise, it would have just been her sat there for a couple minutes, just just singing alone, and I don't know. Wouldn't Which be the happens. First time. Yeah, well. Anyways, yeah, yeah. they're bound to a prom. Rachel does not want to see her boyfriend with her ex. Kurt doesn't want to risk getting reelected as prom queen because even though he made it a serve last year, it still would be a huge mess if it happened again this year. And Blaine is worried he'll look like Medusa without his hair gel. Yeah. I've got, I've got to ask, though, again, me being unfamiliar with prom, I thought the like prom was more about, like, the seniors, like, the class who were about to graduate. Yes. It was their junior prom last year. Okay. <laughs> so that was their junior prom, but Kurt's still the one crowning the new prom and king and queen. Yeah, so I think the implication is that the prom queen from the junior prom gets to crown the prom king and queen for the senior prom the following year. Uh, okay. JD... The explanation is that the people who write Glee were never on their own high school prom courts, <laughs> and so they don't know how it works, and they're making the rules up as they go. I generally find that any show written about schools 
is written by people who've never been to schools, apparently. That's why it's so hard for also honestly, that's why it's so hard for me to write my Glee fanfic because I'm like, when are these kids going to classes during all these musical numbers? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, it's like the cast of friends. When do they ever go to work? They're just sitting around drinking coffee. They don't, because they're Nepo babies. All of them. Okay, I mean, it was a joke in Friends, but canonically, only like two of them are well off financially. (laughs) They did did one episode where like three of them were well off and three of them didn't have money and they argued about it. Yeah. They they all get better. Yeah. But but also, but before they get better, Monica gets worse because she gets fired from her big chef job and she kind of has to start from the ground up again. Yeah. Oh, no. She walks in a diner wearing giant fake breasts. Oh yeah, I remember that. And then she starts a food truck. She starts a food truck for the PB. <laughs> they get one of those vans, you know, like those those awesome eighties metal vans. And yeah. it's like this barbarian woman, like like has a dragon in a headlock, and she's holding a sword. And she has giant light up breasts. Yeah, if if you hit a button on the dashboard, the two big LEDs on her nipples light up. And the friends are like, wow! And Phoebe's like, yeah, we're going to be painting over it, though. And they're like, no, why would you do that? She's like, yeah, we're going to replace the sword with a baguette. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Also, also, I saw that episode when I was young. I did not know what a baguette was, so I thought that, that was, like, a term for a lunch bag. And I was sitting there thinking, well, that doesn't overlap with the sword well at all. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, enough about one show that aged terribly. Yeah, anyways, f- where were we? Pro- prom, prom court, yeah. So last year was junior prom, and I think it's a general, like, generally accepted that, like, you, if you're not in the grade that the dance is for, you can come if you're the plus one of another okay, person. Okay, okay. And mm-hmm. none, none of the Glee kids were seniors last year, and this year, about half of them are at this point. But yeah. all, almost all the juniors are dating them, and the ones who aren't explicitly juniors, I think, are still get to come just because they're a part of the band. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I do appreciate that we only have to see the Glee Club teacher in, like, one scene. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, Mr. Shu does nothing, and everyone yeah. rejoiced. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and as Rachel and Blaine and Kurt are talking... Uh, they come up with the idea to do an anti-prom, and then they pitch it to the rest of the Glee kids. Can I talk about this cut real quick? Yes. Because they're talking about how they don't want to do prom, and then it cuts over to Rachel, and like the the way that they've staged it, they're in the auditorium, and they've staged it so that Rachel's just standing in front of like the curtains of the the, the black back curtains of the auditorium, and Rachel's like, I have a great idea. And then she spins around and the curtains open and she's yes. in the choir room. And then, no, obviously, clearly, they just had some curtains put in the choir room set so that she could do this spin. But that you don't realize that until after you're like watching, you see the cut go whoosh. And yeah. I was like, whoa, filmmaking on Glee? Good job, <laughs> <Eric> <laughs> like, you say, obviously, they just had some curtains in that room, but like the, be- the best effects are practical effects. Yeah, I l- listen. I the day before I watched this, I watched the 2005 Pride and Prejudice, and which has camera work in it. Uh, and there, there was a scene like in they the, have the cameras? Uh, in the second. It's got cameras in during the ball at Netherfield when Darcy and Liz are dancing together. It does do a cut where all of a sudden it's just the two of them dancing alone in a room instead of like with the big crowd. And I had to rewind and watch it again because I was like <gasps> cinematography. <laughs> that Tanner, it's. I did not also watch Pride and Prejudice, but I did watch Power Rangers Once and Always and the D&D mm. movie within the last week and a half. And I was like, wow, those were good. And yeah. watching Glee, I was like, wow. 
this is Glee. This is Glee. Yeah, but you say that, but once and always was Power Rangers. Like, damn. Yeah, Power Rangers is better than Glee. Sh- sure. I'll say but, it. Like, you're, you're valid and correct, and I agree with you, and they even had a better musical episode in Zeo, but you don't expect it to look incredible. Which is why it's great when it does. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, anyways, so you still have a week left on Tubi to what? Uh, to, oh, actually, no, by the time this episode comes out, it would have been off Tubi. It's okay, I have it on DVD. I will make a tweet to watch uh, Prime Prejudice and uh, Some Like It Hot before they leave Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anti-prom. Anti-prom. Rachel has announced that she and her gays will be holding an anti-prom party, and everyone is invited, including the prom court, including Becky. Including underclassmen. <laughs> yeah. Puck invites himself because he's sick of failing at everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's also, he he failed his Europe, his high school level European geography test because the only studying he managed to do was singing a punk cover of The Rain in Spain, and then also he failed at mm-hmm. seducing the teacher. Mm-hmm. So they say, She says she invited most of the underclassmen, which is it's just Becky. Yeah, I mean, she. Pr- we probably saw her inviting more people and they didn't have time to see it. But also, like, I imagine mm-hmm. she decided not to invite Stone or Brett. Or Jacob Ben Israel. <laughs> yes. Or Susie Pepper. She doesn't go there anymore. <laughs> oh, that's right. Anyway, uh... I wrote down Santana's speech. <laughs> yes. Go for it. Stop acting like you're fine and start dealing with your crap. Look, you choked at your big audition. I get it. I'm sorry, but it happens. And I understand that you're pissed off at the universe, but imploding on one of the last nights that we have to spend together at because basically you're just not in the mood to dance is maybe the pettiest thing you have ever done. So have fun at your I'm a victim party because act, acting like you're some selfish, self-centered, lame-ass wannabe diva from hell because me, I'm going to go to my senior prom with my girlfriend and my friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No notes. Real talk, though, if this is one of the pettiest things she's ever done, then she doesn't seem like she's that bad because this isn't the this doesn't seem that bad no <coughs> jd this is not even in the top five of pettiest things that rachel berry has ever done I, yeah i didn't think it was <laughs> this uh, this is just because it comes right off the heels of rachel going to santana and saying we missed our opportunity to be friends by being nasty to each other and now we have to take every opportunity we can to be friends with each other before we graduate and go our separate ways and now santana's like really berry Two weeks ago, you said we gotta stick together, and now you're coming up to all of us and saying, actually, I'm leaving. Yeah. Santana's right, and she should say it. And, like, honestly, it, it would have been even more Rachel Berry in character for her to decide to storm into the prom anyways and campaign as a writing candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, anti-prom. Whatever. It's Quinn. Mm-hmm. It's Quinn time. She is fed up with Rachel. I feel like we need to mention that, like, as like Rachel gets, uh, as Rachel gets verbally smacked down like the hand of God by Santana, we then cut to like as everyone leaves the Glee room, uh, Finn and Quinn go out to hang up more posters, and we see Joe in the background who looks sad that he's not the one hanging out with Quinn and pushing her wheelchair, which is what they normally do. <laughs> and uh, this is Rory watch. Is it? I missed him. <laughs> as Joe is looking sad that he's not the one hanging out with Quinn. Rory just, like, puts a hand on his shoulder, like, it's okay, buddy, and they walk away. <laughs> he doesn't even get lines. <laughs> Damien being like, I'm going to make an acting choice that no matter what anyone says. <laughs> it was good. But yeah, then they're putting up posters, and Finn and Quinn establish uh, that there's going to be no hanky-panky this time. <laughs> yes, and Finn has started to feel bad and thinking maybe 
he did do a, a bad thing by abandoning his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But then one of the former prom committee people comes out and she's like, Wow, Quinn, you're so brave! And Quinn immediately goes into presidential candidate mode. Thank yeah. you. The atrophy in my leg is a constant reminder of the slow, withering remnants of my past life. The toll can, at times, be physically and emotionally hard, knowing that I may never walk again. People like you inspire me. Your healthy, normal legs are beautiful. What What? What was she doing that was brave there? She in a wheelchair, also brave! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just wrote this down as, uh, Carla from the prom committee swears fealty to Quinn. <laughs> I... I notice. I note that there is another character who is also in a wheelchair and has always been in a wheelchair and has no possibility of not being in the wheelchair. And he's not even in the episode, apart from in a minor background cameo. Yeah. yeah, so Glee is bad at writing disability. If they were good at writing disability, Artie may have actually factored into the subplot, and I have this vision of, like, Quinn tries to play the pity vote, but then she gets real sick of the pity real fast. At least just have them have a yeah. conversation or something, you know? They didn't. Yeah. yeah. I, real quick, I do want to note that Carla from the prom committee, because this is the last time that we see her, uh, she is played by BK Cannon, uh, who is an actress who has most recently been on the TV series uh, Switched at Birth and Why Women Kill. So still out there, still getting work. Better quality work than being on Glee. Good for you. Does one of those shows explain the other? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they're connected. <laughs> they're, they're, Why Women Kill? Uh, switched at Birth. I don't think anyone got killed that switched to birth. <laughs> Anyways, Finn that. is a little creeped out about uh, Quinn's promsona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> votes are votes, Finn. Do you want to win or not? Exactly. Yeah, like, Quinn, doesn't, Quinn doesn't feel bad about it, neither did Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, wait, hang on. The whole thing about, like, Joe Biden playing up that he has or had a stutter to maybe curry oh. more votes. I thought Joe Biden just curried votes by being a centrist fuck. Yeah. That too. And like as soon as he was in office he dropped the whole I had a stutter and I talk my and I trained myself out of it after he got into office. So like that one movie. He was still the better choice. Yeah. Was. Stay politically engaged, listeners. Yes. The better choice of the two, but still sucks. Yeah. Everyone deserves better. Anyway, no, we we listen, we all D- know I everyone know deserves better and, 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 yeah. <laughs> By Kadar Sign Ha. What is what a strange choice to be the dinosaur song you pick. This is just like <laughs> I, I just I need everyone to know that we just like we were having Finn and Quinn putting up posters and Quinn saying or Finn saying, Wow, it's it's kinda weird that you're using the fact that you're in a wheelchair to get sympathy votes and she says votes are votes and then we just immediately smash cut to prom. <laughs> Yeah! We don't need to worry about any of the campaigning that happened, however many days have passed. It's just, nope, fast forward to prom. It really feels like it should have been several different episodes or spread out or some, you know? Like, no, everything prom is one episode. Yeah, last season, prom queen was like a 10 episode arc (laughs) that they just grew, they developed it a little bit over every episode, like TV shows are wont to do. And this one's like prom queen episode now. To be fair, Tanner, That's that right. was junior prom. Clearly, senior prom is nowhere near as important as junior prom. Yeah, ah. that's Ryan Murphy for you. Um, <laughs> and I want to mention, as we cut to prom, we see Tina and Mike walk in. He's like, oh, there's dinosaurs! I love dinosaurs! And he just like looks in the middle distance and he says, Triceratops. <laughs> 
Because it looks great. Yeah, super violent. That guy might be my favorite character. And we see someone eating a giant turkey leg like they're at a Ren Fair. <laughs> what they said yeah. the snacks will be meat, berries, and rainwater. And rainwater. <laughs> yep. But somehow Sue snuck, t- snuck in punch. And also for Brittany's outfit, she's basically dressed like bam- uh, like pebbles, like pebbles from stone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, she went. She she went for it. No one else seems to have taken that theme to heart, unless you count the cheerleaders with giant T Rex heads. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, that's also good. It just it is weird that, that this song is the one picked because this wasn't even a big song when the episode came out, and like yeah. I know there aren't a lot of popular songs about dinosaurs. They do play "Walk the Dinosaur" in the background for one scene, <laughs> but like I think that's a much more well known dinosaur song. I have heard of that one before, and not this one. They also could have sung Jurassic Park by Weird Al, which is a cover of MacArthur Park, but technically it's a cover of the disco cover of MacArthur Park. Tanner, I have a whole list of songs about dinosaurs <laughs> that could have done. Oh, I'm so- because I just- I did a, pr- a cursory Google of dinosaur songs, and I think half of them were Coco Melons, so please give me better ones. Yeah, I want to hear yeah, this list. so Blue Oyster Cult has a song called Cods- called uh, Godzilla. Oh, yeah, oh, um, can you imagine- <laughs> Imagine Britney doing the cover of Godzilla, but imagine imagine if they did it in the style of like the the King of Monsters movie, where it was covered by uh, Serge Tarkanian, I believe his name is from um, System of a Down. See, I think Britney would have shot that one down though, because that's about a modern day dinosaur, not dinosaurs from sixty five million years ago. Oh, that's. I have more options. (laughs) There is a band called King Crimson that just did a song called Dinosaur. Johnny Cash had a song called The Dinosaur Song. <laughs> Iron Maiden had a song called Quest for Fire, which is kind of about like life, like Paleolithic life. Was it a tie in song for the film Quest for Fire? I have no idea. I didn't get that far in my Google. This is a song that came out before, like, before 2012, so this would work. Um, Ninja Sex Party's song <laughs> Dinosaur Laser Fight. <laughs> How. <sighs> there is a band called Dagobah that did a song called I Reptile. <laughs> And I don't know if this, I don't know if someone would have made the cut, but I wanted to mention it anyway. Uh, Neil Ciceriga did a song called Dear Dinosaur. And the internet loves Neil Ciceriga. It's true. Yes. I don't think he would ever give them clearance to use one of his songs on Glee. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to mention it. And last but absolutely not least, Ron Wasserman, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme song. <laughs> now that's- It doesn't mention mm. dinosaurs, but you would imagine- Playing that song and having various groups of kids in this auditorium yelling, Mastodon! Pterodactyl! Yeah, like, the, the, the characters are the right age for it here, right? Like, what year did this, what, what year was this episode? Uh, this was 2012. in 2012, and uh, Mighty Morphin came out in 93. Yeah, so maybe they would have been, a, like, a, like, they might not have caught Mighty Morphin, but they would have been the right age to have enjoyed Power Rangers, and everyone enjoys Mighty Morphin, contractually. Did, did we do see Finn... Finn does wear a Power Ranger shirt in an episode. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. All the yes. dinosaurs are running wild. Someone shut the fence off in the rain. I admit it's kind of eerie, but this proves my chaos theory. And I don't think I'll be coming back again. Oh no! <laughs> Anyways, what's the other one Tanner, that tumble likes? That should have been the outro for, for Shakespeare Jurassic Park. Dinosaur, that's a dinosaur. <laughs> Just. <laughs>
sing over the Jurassic Park theme. You you should have done this whole episode in your John Hammond voice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Uh, yes, and well, here we are. As the, as, welcome to Dinosaur Prom. <laughs> 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 back to the back to the Glee episode, regrettably. If we yes. must. By Zine Punch, as you mentioned before. Yes. When Finn is told by Sue that uh, she put Visine in the punch so that everyone would have to leave early because they'll all be getting the runs. <laughs> she tells him that Quinn might be in the bathroom because he's like, we need to do the the royal court duties and get a picture or something before I can go hang out with my girlfriend. And I just want to mention that after the song Dinosaur finishes, Santana is just so proud of Brittany. She's like, wow, you're really living your dreams, honey. <laughs> uh, then we cut to Finn and Finn finding Quinn in the bathroom. <laughs> and she's standing because when, you're, you're, when your spine has been severely compressed, there's, there's a visine for that. <laughs> <laughs> but like she, but she, is, she is just standing in the bathroom. It's not like she's running, not like she's doing cartwheels or anything. Yeah, and she's also yeah. clearly supporting herself on the sink, too. Yeah, like... Mm-hmm. I am surprised that she is standing, though, because, bro, anyone could walk in. Yeah. N- name one person who could walk in in that moment. Tina. Uh, Santana. Or Rachel. Finn. Or Finn. Brittany. <laughs> Jacob Mercedes. Ben Israel. <laughs> Rick the Stick. Kurt. Shane Tinsley. Missy Gunderson. <laughs> Missy Gunderson! She Missy Gunderson in. made sure Quinn stayed in the wheelchair. <laughs> oh my Missy, god! Missy Gunderson shows up after this episode with a crowbar. <laughs> it's Missy Gunderson with the steel chair! <laughs> you s- I was supposed to be queen! <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> She's like, listen, my legs are getting better, but I want it to be a surprise. And so my plan is that when we get announced winners, I'm going to walk across the stage to get my crown. And I don't want anyone else to see it until it happens. And Finn loses his shit. He's like, you've been lying forever. Yeah. It's like. No. Take about 20% off. What's that gem quote about like, like, I hate lies and I despise liars. Something like that. I don't know. Emily added it. I hate deception and I despise liars. But it's just like, Finn Finn is just like, wow, Quinn. He's like, you've been lying to everybody. You could walk this entire time. You have everything. And Rachel, my girlfriend, has nothing. It's like, Finn, honey, I need you to take five seconds and breathe and think. Again, yes, you have sucked by not supporting your girlfriend. That's not that's not Quinn's fault. She hasn't done anything wrong specifically here. Yeah. She's just doing her best. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight thanks to you she doesn't even have me. What do you mean thanks to her? You chose to be with Quinn instead of with your girlfriend. Like I yeah, guess what he's yeah, trying to bro. go for is like you manipulated me into into coming with you to prom and abandoning my girlfriend to her anti-prom. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Did she? We didn't see that happen. The most we saw of that was they put up a poster together. We never saw any manipulation yeah. happen. Yeah, Finn. Fuck. <sighs> yeah. Clearly he deserves Rachel, and they deserve each other. No, no, no one deserves Rachel. Finn is only a bad character on episodes with guests on them. <laughs> <laughs> well. Usually he's a lovely boy. <laughs> yes. Well, I only watched one episode, so as far as I'm concerned, Rachel's actually better than Finn. Yeah, that's oh, about no. what Jake said, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's time for anti-prom. 
Yeah. It sucks. Oh, look, there's chocolates on the pillows. Yeah. They just, Ooh, like, room service. When she was talking about it, I assumed she'd booked, like, out, like, you know, a conference room or something. Not literally just booked a hotel room. Yeah. How many people was she hoping would come? I don't know. She, I don't she, know. T- she is terrible. You know what? I think at this point we can canonically say that Rachel is terrible at planning parties. <laughs> yes. Well, she didn't plan a party. She booked a room and then they walked in and that's it. All she wanted was a chance to be the center of attention. They were supposed to party at the hotel room, but she is a terrible hostess. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, the people in attendance are Rachel, Becky, Blaine, Kurt, and Puck. And they don't have any plans, so Rachel is just like, I could go put on my prom dress. And Becky is like, let's play strip poker. And Kurt is like, uh, Becky, Blaine, and I are gay, so we will not be participating. (laughs) And Blaine says, let's watch HGTV. (laughs) Which is what my mom does in hotel rooms. The fact that they're gay was only because she brought condoms. Like, I think stri- gay people can play strip poker, I think. I'm pretty sure that's allowed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's supposed to be titillating and saucy. Well, there's, there are dudes there too. Once again, once again, the show provides the, sl- the slightest drop of sustenance to the people who are convinced that Kurt is going to unlock Puck's secret bisexuality. <laughs> also, Becky is Becky is very excited and is yelling a lot, and Rachel's like, Becky, I need you to be quiet. Please, we don't want to get busted. Yeah. Busted doing what? Watching HGTV? Yeah. Fucking flip this house off the shits. Oh, no, I've just read a line, though, and I realized, oh, that's anti-Semitism, huh? Keep your big honking nose out of it, Barry. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Never mind, Becky sucks. Does it help to say that Leah Michelle's not even Jewish? <laughs> oh, okay. Well. I, don't, I that, don't know if it does or not. Listeners honestly, write in. Honestly, I think that might make it worse. We know in general that you can count the, the non-anti-Semitic episodes of Glee on probably one hand. Yeah. But, like. Yeah. I think that might make it worse, because that means they're just drawing on the stereotype to be anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah, Leah Michelle's Catholic, and she plays a Jewish character, and Quinn Fabray, or uh, Diana Agron is Jewish, but she plays the Christian Quinn Fabray. Uh-huh. And I, I stand by my reasoning that Ryan Murphy has met a, a Jewish person in his life, because I'm pretty sure he never had a full conversation with Diana Agron. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and if he did, he wasn't listening. <laughs> That is very true. He was in his own little Murphy world. The, the sound waves could not get past, get past the yellow beret. <laughs> and then there's Kurt, who's trying to turn Anti-Prom into something fun and talk about how they could do a fashion show, make go all Sound of Music and make old-timey costumes, and nobody wants to. <laughs> yeah. Like, but that actually sounds fun, compared to just sitting around watching TV. Especially because this is probably on Rachel's credit card. So, like, yes, do property damage and make Rachel Berry pay for it. <laughs> Okay, anyways, uh, it's time to love you like a love song. Baby. Baby. Who's singing this? It's Santana, Brittany, and Tina. Yeah. Whatever that actually means, to love you like a love song, baby. Yeah. Uh, it means that they keep hitting the repeat beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I want to note that Brittany has changed out of her Pebbles couture and into an outfit that is very Alice in Wonderland with a tiny top hat. It's oh, I love it. She's got a, like a t- little top hat fascinator. Her top half is just a tux top, and then she has like a green dress for the bottom, and I love it. It's gender. It's so yeah. gender. <laughs> it is very gender. If if I ever get a, a role play character to the point where they get to go to a fancy party, that is the outfit they'd wear. <laughs> there you go. She does feel like the only one who's really gone all out on Brom. 
Everyone else is just like, yeah, yeah, I guess we're here. It's a party. Yeah. That's a very fine song. And as they're singing, we cut to uh, we cut to the uh, one of the three happy couples, or I guess four, present at this dance. And we cut to Sam Sadie's, who are dancing together. And I didn't write it down, but like Sam makes a joke about how he makes a joke about himself. And he, Mercedes is like, yeah, you are a weirdo or an idiot or something like that. And he's like, yeah, but you love me. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and we see Mercedes's ex- Shane across the dance floor and they wave cordially at each other so it's like cool that's resolved everyone's happy nothing was lost it's fine yes nice as someone who didn't know what the situation was there it looked like they were flirting <laughs> no <laughs> they're reverse flirting yeah and then while this is happening Quinn is dancing with Finn and Quinn's like come on just finish the song and Finn's like I'll only finish the song if you stand up and he tries to like pull her out of the chair actually just committing a hate crime yeah 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 and Joel is like hey man back off and Sue is like do I have to kick you out of prom again and Sue's like no I'll leave on my own accord which means I can technically return later <laughs> yeah and then back at Antip listen we're just I feel like we can speed up most of the rest of the episode Becky's at the yeah. anti-prom she yeah. is raiding the mini fridge Kurt and Blaine are bored Blaine is trying to like enjoy whatever HBO show he's flipped to and <laughs> Kurt mm-hmm. is like okay maybe we should go to prom I am willing to go if you are and Blaine is like no I can't give in to Britney's demands freedom to use hair care products is in the bill of rights didn't the founding fathers all wear wigs <sighs> no they just looked like that <laughs> <laughs> that that's the next line no and th- and then my response was a joke oh what? It's what? jokes, JD. Can you? I don't understand. What? What is that? What? What's a joke? Glee. Glee is a joke. <laughs> Damn. Got him. I have the authority to say these kinds of things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they hear a knock on the door, and Becky's like, "I hope it's my shrimp cocktail." And it's just Finn Hudson who is here to ask Rachel to the dance because she has conveniently changed into her prom dress. A lot of diarrhea jokes now. in this, though, huh? Huh, yeah, really? that's not standard for Glee. <laughs> no, like one you can get away with, but two in a couple, like nearly consecutive scenes, you. Mm. Yeah, and uh, as Finn gives Rachel a corsage, and he's like, "Rachel, I love you, and prom sucks without you." It sucks without everyone. Yeah, he's like, let's all go to prom together because I want to hang out with all of my friends. And Kurt and Blaine are like, "Cool, we'll go." And Puck decides that he is going to stay. And Becky also stays because she wants her shrimp cocktail. And as soon as everyone else is out the door, she really wants to play strip poker. Socks count as one item. Although later he is seen wearing a single sock. He can't count. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, no, it's... Oh, and then it's friggin'... (laughs) Fucking One Direction, man. I hate this song. I hate how catchy this song is. We have to go in one direction. <laughs> <sighs> Tanner, thank you for thank you for referencing what I have referred to on my own Tumblr as ha 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 dot mp3. <laughs> Heck, I might have it on my computer somewhere saved from <laughs> Tumblr. And it's just it's it's all the extraneous boys. It's for this episode. The extraneous boys are Artie, Joe, Mike, Sam, and Rory. Dilly D, mm-hmm. here's Roy Watch. Da- Damien sure is there, and he still can't fucking dance. And like, you can dance now, Damien, good job. But this is ten years ago, and we all know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've well established that he dances like he does not have joints in his limbs. Yeah. And like, this musical number, it's fun, 
I would say it about equals the original. It doesn't add anything. It doesn't lose anything. It's just a net neutral. <laughs> yeah, I do like how the girls fawn over Rory because, oh my gosh, a real Irishman. And then they fawn over Sam because, oh my gosh, he was a Justin Bieber last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like this also doesn't add anything to the show beyond just it's another musical number at prom, I guess. Yeah, this is very, yeah. this is very like, hmm, what are the hits of today? Yeah. And just, oh, shoot, we're a few short, we better cram another song in there. <laughs> As they're singing, like, Rachel and Finn and Blaine and Kurt walk in, and everyone that they're friends with is like, wow, yay, we're so glad you're here. And then Brittany shows up and is like, no hair gel, Blaine! <laughs> and then we also just, like, cut to Sue boogieing by the punch bowl alone, and it just made me laugh, because she's just standing there just kind of, like, vibing. <laughs> As a teacher who has been at a school dance, though, that's what you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right, you're a teacher. JD, you could start a glee club. I am in an elementary school. I mostly work Even with better. kindergarten. No. Exactly. <laughs> For many reasons. <laughs> you gotta start the new kids' bop. Many, many reasons, no. <laughs> but I have been, like, yeah, like, like, when I say at a school dance, again, I mean, like, with children aged 11 and under, and this was back in England as well, so it was a much smaller scale affair, but you do just kind of mm-hmm. stand around and help if anyone needs anything, and otherwise just yeah. bop. Meanwhile, Puck is naked. Meanwhile, he's down to his underwear and one sock, and Becky has been absolutely smoking him at strip poker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently this is because Lauren Potter, who plays Becky, is like, actually really good at playing poker oh that's great (laughs) that's great which just that just delights me i love when real things about actors can get incorporated like that even though it it did not matter in the slightest for this scene but it's just that that is fun yeah yeah but honestly this scene i found really sweet though like i was not expecting to come into the show and find anything heartfelt and genuine and oh he's just being very kind and like Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, I think strip poker is a bad idea because I do not want to be naked around you. I feel like it's going to get real awkward for both of us real quick. Mm-hmm. And then he considers maybe going to prom and Becky's like, I don't want to go to prom because I need my fucking crown. <laughs> and Puck's like, okay, well, let's become the king and queen of anti-prom. Mm-hmm. So he pulls out a switchblade and he cuts open his thing of brewskis. And he cuts a little crown out for both of them out of the box. And he puts it on Becky and he puts it on himself. And they but, link arms and they go to prom. Well, he puts it on himself. Yeah. First we need a king. Nice. And then now we need a queen. I hope I get it. <laughs> she, <laughs> as if there was a chance she still wasn't going to get queen at that point. She's just so happy. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's really sweet. When they go... I forget what he says exactly. It's something like, shall we go my queen? Or something like that. And he like offers her his arm. And yeah. they like, he like escorts her out. And I just love... Yeah. I like that. I like them being friends. Yeah. Your Highness, what do you say we get out of here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so back at the school, Rachel meets mm-hmm. Quinn in the hallway, and I wrote down this uh, sapphic exchange as well. <laughs> Real quick. Quinn had previously been on the dance floor, but as has happened before with Quinn and Rachel, if Rachel texts Quinn, Rachel is going to get a response in like less than a minute, because that's how Quinn is with Rachel. Yep. Rachel, you, you called? Yes. Did you realize something about yourself? Yes, Quinn tells Rachel, like, look, I got your text, I'm here, and I have three minutes before voting starts, and I have to go shake hands with the voters to win more votes, but I'm making time for you, Rachel. You are more important to me than winning prom queen. Hmm! (laughs) Yeah, 
And then Rachel, Rachel comes out. I mean, Rachel meets her in the hallway. And do you not understand what you mean to me, Quinn? When we first met, you were everything I wanted to be. You were beautiful and popular and you had Finn. Wow, how the mighty have fallen. No, you don't understand. I still see you the same way, okay? That's why I got so crazy, because I wasn't seeing the new Quinn. The still beautiful but humbled and inspiring Quinn. I've lost so much over these past few weeks and honestly don't know what the hell I'm going to do with my life. But when I look back on my high school career, the one thing, the one accomplishment that I'm going to be so proud of is that I found a way to be your friend. So I'm apologizing to my friend, and I also want you to know that I voted for you for prom queen, and I really think you deserve it. And after after she finishes saying that, Santana hopes by in the background. With also arms full of the ballot boxes. Yes. And she says, like, come on, Fabray, stop making out with Barry and help me count votes. Yeah. And I'm just over here. Like, I I need you I need y'all to know that Ra- that when Rachel said, Don't you understand what you mean to me? Like, I was just, like, wheezing. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Glee is the most obliviously gay show on television. Oh, Truly. that is a bold claim, though. There are some pretty oblivious shows out there. JD, we've already called it the most homophobic gay show on television. <laughs> I mean, Supernatural, though. No, no, Supernatural knows what they're doing. Warner, yeah. Brothers, Warner Brothers tried to make Misha fake being bisexual. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is <laughs> doesn't mean it's not supremely homophobic. Oh, oh! I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. I love, I love the M- Misha Bart, not Misha Barton. What's his name? Misha Collins tweeting yes. something that implied he was bisexual just because he worded it wrong, and then he's like trying to do damage control, and Warner Brothers contacts him and is like, "Could you just be bisexual? It'd be great for our numbers." <laughs> yeah, and. <sighs> I, real quick, I do want to note that, like, before the whole sapphic monologue that Rachel gave, I do want to note that Rachel started this conversation by apologizing to Quinn for being jealous and irrational, that, like, she was just, she was being jealous of the fact that Finn and Quinn were hanging out and were running mates, and Quinn is like, well, since I didn't know any of that was going on, I forgive you. (laughs) And my note was... Why is Rachel saying this to Quinn first instead of apologizing to Finn? <laughs> Glee only writes good romances on accident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam Sadie's was unintentional, but I'm glad they're here. And yeah. Yes. Yes. So, Faberry. So, yes, Faberry. And then we move from Faberry to the punch bowl. Tina is trying to get a drink, and then Sue was like, Ah, you're trying to spike the punch! And Tina's like, No, no, I'm just dehydrated from all the crying. Because that's Tina's character trait. Just insults the teenager's dress. Like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I understand the character, but damn. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, then Pucky arrives with, uh, no, Pucky? <laughs> I guess that's the ship name. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Becky arrives with Puck, and they, like, walk in slow motion, everyone's staring and clapping for them. You're at senior prom with a crown on your head and a hot piece of booty on your arm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And for once, I don't mind people staring at me. It's just so good. Yeah. Good for Becky. And then <laughs> Becky repays the favor. Yes. By distracting Sue <laughs> Sylvester so that Puck can spike the punch. Yes. And she, she does distract Sue by saying, there's a sniper in their afters. <laughs> oh, I know. I should have done another security sweep. Use your infrared glasses, coach. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. I love that the only way to get one over on Sue Sylvester is to work with Becky Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And apparently this is the scene that Walk the Dinosaur from the Super Mario Brothers movie <laughs> was playing in the background during it. Uh. <laughs> now, time for election fraud. <laughs> Part three. What are you talking yeah. about? It was totally legitimate. Why Why wouldn't Rachel have been the right? I was about to ask what part two was, but I remembered. Oh. Wait, part one was the student body election. No, we well, I, I thought part one was when Kurt was elected prom queen last year, but that's not technically fraud. That's just a write-in, like, getting a runaway. Yes, so that's why I amended it to part two, because we previously had election fraud by Rachel Berry- for student body president, and she did get suspended from school for a week, which was delicious. Yeah. So she's previously but been this time, caught committing election fraud, and no one's questioning this. Well, well oh, because- you know what? You raise a good point, actually. <laughs> because this time, JD, it's queer election fraud. <laughs> and it's heartfelt, and it's 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 a it's a well, nice. Wait a gesture. second, then what? Well, what was it when she stuffed the ballot box for Kurt? Because that was kind of queer, too. Solidarity. <laughs> okay. Because, like, this scene is Quinn and Santana are counting their votes in the classroom set. <laughs> and Santana is upset because Brittany only got four votes for prom king. And Santana says, I don't want to be prom queen if Brittany isn't prom king. Which is cute. Yeah. And Quinn is like, well, that's okay. Because our counts matched. And Quinn won. Prom queen by one vote. By one Rachel's. vote. Rachel's. Rachel's oh, vote. As, as like, oh my God. that's so lame and stupid. Come on. That's Glee, baby! Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and as Quinn is like, I won prom queen, but I feel nothing. And Satan is like, well, that's a you problem. <laughs> but then... I forget exactly what it is, but Quinn says something like, even if it hasn't gone exactly like we thought we've had great times in high school, and then the conniving piano cue comes back, and <laughs> Quinn looks at Santana, and she's like, don't you want to leave this place having made a difference? Please, Santana, I'm in love with Rachel, and I don't want to say anything about it. <laughs> you know, okay, if they truly wanted to make a difference, they would have installed Santana as prom queen and Brittany as prom king. Or make Britney prom, or not Britney, uh, Becky, make Becky prom queen. That could also, well, I mean, yes, but also they, we already kind of like reached the end of that arc for the episode, so. Also, yeah. uh, after like, after the the attack on the lunch line, I'm not sure anyone's going to write her in. Yeah. But who the hell would write in for Rachel Berry? Clearly. Quinn. Clearly. Quinn for break. Clearly the majority of students. Obviously, Tana. <sighs> Oh, but first, uh, Darren, okay. Darren Chris gets to bust out his very Potter musical wig. Yeah, it's a POV shot. Everyone mm-hmm. who's looking at the camera is terrified. And it's... It settles on Kurt, and Kurt's like, oh, good God. And then Brittany comes up, and Brittany's like, Kurt, don't make fun of the new kid. And then Kurt's like, no, no, this is Blaine. And then we cut to Darren Chris as Blaine, as Medusa. It's it's normal hair! It's yes. just a little bit frizzy. Yeah... But but in TV, that's atrocious and unacceptable. I was just going to say, not to make another Friends reference, <laughs> but this is nowhere close to the episode where Monica's hair, like, went massive because of the humidity. <laughs> it's the humidity! And, like, I want to mention here, like, specifically, like, the whole thing about, like, Blaine with his natural hair. Obviously, you know, like, it's 
different than it would be if they were telling, like, Mercedes that she couldn't have styled hair, but, like, Darren Chris is half Filipino. Mm. <laughs> so, like, there's that, but also, apparently, like, Darren Chris hated going through the gelling process to get into costume as Blaine. Oh, dang. <laughs> because it would take over an hour each time, and he couldn't say anything about the fact that this was painful because he didn't want to get fucking fired. Yikes. And it's it's another one of those it's another one of those things it's just like It truly feels like every cast member was like being blackmailed into staying on the show except, except for Leah. Leah Michelle and Chris Colfer. And Kurt uh, well not not Kurt, excuse me. And Chris was just like, cool, I'm gonna stay on here until I can build up my writing credits and then I'm gonna go make kids books that earn millions of billions of dollars. Yeah, Chris was just going with the flow. He was like, I will just weather the storm. And Leah Michelle was like, I am Rachel Berry. <laughs> yeah. And then, we, and then we have Diana Agron over there like, I want Quinn to die. Yeah, can, we, can she die? Can we kill her when she's died and she's killed to death? <laughs> and then Ryan Murphy's like, but no, Diana, we still want you on the show. And she's like, do you though? Yeah. Anyways. Back to Blaine. He looks nice. <laughs> Brittany tells him to go put gel in his hair immediately. His normal hair. His innocent hair. And and Kurt is like, no, I want to be here with my bushy-haired boyfriend. Okay. I'm checking. Does he do less gel in the future seasons? What? I'm, I, you guys continue. I'm checking his hairstyles in later seasons. I think he gels literally up until the end. It feels like they were trying to have a cute little moment there, and it's a little bit, you know, okay. Oh, yes, you, you like your boyfriend even without hair gel. Ah, oh, how sweet and genuine, I guess. Yeah. But like... No, yeah, he... Yeah. Oh, yes, I have just actually... I've been reminded that he did gel up to the end. There's a scene in the second episode of season six where he decides to change his look and he puts on a leather jacket and takes out the hair gel and he walks up to Sam and Sam yells at him and thinks he's like an interloper and runs away in terror. <sighs> So Blaine decides that change is bad, never change anything. Clearly he looks entirely different with slightly different hair, and not just slight... Yeah. The subplot's so fucking stupid. It really is. Yeah. It's such a stupid subplot, especially when, like, the actor involved in it absolutely hates everything about what's going on with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's not stupid? Um, the fact that there are no longer reptiles <laughs> in the McKinley High School bathrooms. <laughs> They've been safely removed to the zoo, and they can live out their lives in the toilets there. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's just a good, in, like, in-world joke. Like, good job, principal. You're, you're doing great. I think they just built McKinley High School on, like, a nexus of ley lines or something. <laughs> the McKinley High School Hellmouth. Exactly. Anyway, it's time for prom court. Oh. Uh. They bring everyone on stage, including your favorite and mine, Missy, Missy Gunderson. Gunderson. She definitely has a shank in her purse. <laughs> Is that just like standard issue for when you enroll at McKinley? Mm, maybe. To protect yourself from the snakes in the bathrooms? <laughs> yeah. She can have one of those, like, everybody drop their weapon scenes where she just, like, keeps pe- peeling off more weaponry. <laughs> <laughs> Is Missy Gunderson the vampire slayer of McKinley High School? Yes! Again, there's a whole other show going on, but unlike Buffy, she's so good at her job that no one knows she's even doing it. It's okay because after prom, the other students gave her the school protector award. <laughs> <laughs> the little stupid <laughs> umbrella for some reason. I love the umbrella. Listen, the school protector award is one of the best things Buffy Sure, did. but why an umbrella? Because she protects them. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't seen it. An umbrella. 
Anyway. Eh, eh, eh. (laughs) (laughs) They put everyone on stage and they bring Kurt up to crown both the prom king and the prom queen because Dave is probably still in the hospital and or outpatient therapy. And I don't blame him for not wanting to come back. Or maybe it's just the queen gets to do it. I would guess it's probably just the queen. It's one of those things because, like, they're all, they're all aware of the fact that the prom queen is the more important one in this. Yeah, yeah. Also, Figgins refers to Kurt as the sassy male student, <laughs> which got a <laughs> chuckle out of me. Also, I'm pretty sure Rick the Stick Nelson is wearing a tuxedo T-shirt. He is under a tuxedo jacket. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Anyways, Finwin's prom king. And mm-hmm. due to due to another case of write-in prom anarchy, the prom queen is Rachel Berry. Yeah. And everyone's just like, oh, cool. And everyone claps and no one stops to think, wait, but who the shit would write her in? <laughs> Quinn Fabray, closeted Rachel Berry appreciator. That's fine. That's one vote. <laughs> I just put down, there's a lot more cheering than Rachel deserves. <laughs> yeah. Missy Gunderson demands a recount. She's had a really hard week and nothing's been going her way, so she deserves this. And in a move that feels like it's from, like, Cinderella or something, Kurt crowns her with, like, a smile and breathe. Although she does grab her the crown herself. He, like... I mean, that's that's fair. She has to adjust it. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it looked natural. Like, a little... Uh, maybe a little awkward, but natural. Yeah. And anyway, it's time for the McKinley Titans to bow down to their new leaders. <laughs> Which is terrifying when Rachel Berry is one of those leaders. And then it's time for the for the prom king and queen dance. And it's Take My Breath Away by Quinn and Santana. Yeah. Which, what would they have done if either of them, if they had won? <laughs> would they have been singing themselves as they danced? Probably would have subbed out for another person in Glee Club. <laughs> yeah. They'd be Missy Gunderson. <laughs> <laughs> My time has come. <laughs> it's a good song. It's fine. I really liked it. Yeah. As they're singing, Finn tells Rachel that she's an inspiration. And I think that was probably more Corey to Leah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, good for them. Yeah. I'm very glad that they were in love. Good for them. And as Quinn and Santana are singing, Quinn pulls herself to a standing position on her mic stand. and Again, clearly, like, not, like, fully able to support herself, but just, like, but she's taking the moment. Yeah. And like apparently when they were when they were filming, like Naya Rivera, who plays who plays Santana, was crying for real and was like helping support Quinn. <laughs> and that was her, that was Naya's idea. So yeah, Naya Rivera, best. Mm-hmm. And it just makes Finn's reaction earlier in the episode even more absurd because like she's barely able to stand with the support of the mic stand and her girlfriend on the stage, and he's like, "Just get up yeah. and dance." I mean, you've been lying. Not her girlfriend yet? It's next season. <laughs> I look. I can't keep track. It's too many datings. True. This is Glee. <laughs> you say that, but I had a friend group that was like this, like with the with the intermingled dating. I had a friend. I had one particular friend who had dated three separate people in the same friend group, all of whom had also hmm. dated other people in the friend group. I'm like, I mean, go for it. Yeah, it's just like how do you, how what, what is dating? Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> have zero points of reference for this data set. Dating is when you see a person on Tinder who looks like they'd be a perfect match for you, and then you're like, hi, and they're like, hello, and they're like, what's your Hogwarts house? And I'm like, goodbye. Uh, <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> now. It's still now. Yeah. Oh no. I'm the pickings sorry, are Tanner. fucking slim. Yeah. 
Well, in my experience, dating is talking on Skype with someone 5,000 miles away, so... And then getting married! Yeah! <laughs> it did work, but it's not not entirely conventional. Mm-hmm. Oh, date- dating is also when you get along perfectly with someone, and you have, like, a five-hour-long conversation, and you'd have a real good kiss after that, and you make plans to meet, like, a few days later, and then they never message you again. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Tanner. <laughs> Anyways... That was the whole episode! We finished the episode! It's dating where you text someone and they will always reply within one minute and abandon everything they're doing to spend time with you. It doesn't have to be, but that's certainly pleasant. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind oh, of wait, Rachel. Oh wait, that's for Barry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I... Real quick, I want to talk about the pictures, but I also want to mention that when Quinn stands up, we see a Mercedes and Sam in the front of the crowd. And Mercedes says, Praise! And Sam says, it's a prom miracle! (laughs) Thanks, Charlie Brown. There is not a thought in that man's head, and we support him. (sighs) I just had a really stupid thought. Go for it. Can't be stupider than Glee. (laughs) What if Quinn won prom queen, and she does the stand, and then the dance, the the song that they sing when she danced with Finn was She's Got Legs by (laughs) ZZ. (laughs) that would have been it's better than I'm still standing by Elton John (laughs) they already did that one JD or or, um get on your feet get up and make it happen (laughs) (laughs) walk like a man talk like a man clearly they needed to have a legs and walking themed prom because there's so many great songs for that (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's the part of the glee episode but it's not the part of the of the, the us episode because we have to wait, do some wait i want to talk about the prom pictures you, you gotta talk about the prom pictures <laughs> you guys were doing a bit and i didn't want to interrupt the bit <laughs> <laughs> sorry i got distracted <laughs> So real quick, just as as we're closing out the music, the episode, and Rachel's like, "Wow, my friends really do believe in me." We get to see everybody taking pictures with the dinosaur children's ride <laughs> yeah. that Brittany brought in. It's one of those like rocking horse, yeah, like coin operated yeah. rocking horse things. Yeah, yeah. And we see like the cast taking pictures on it. Which is so fun. It is very fun. Like, Rachel and Finn are kind of just like, wow, look, we're prom king and queen. (laughs) Artie and Rory and Joe are doing, like, cool poses. Like, wow, we're riding a dinosaur. Tina and Mike are doing the My Heart Will Go On. (laughs) (laughs) Brittany and Santana are being cute and throwing up little peace signs. Mercedes is like, oh god, and... Uh, Sam is like, this dinosaur is biting me off. I gotta tame the dinosaur. <laughs> Kurt and Blaine are also being funny with it. Will and Emma are just doing the cute little prom pose. Blaine looks like he is blazed out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> he does. But yeah, so we don't see we don't see Quinn in the pictures, which is just like I don't know. Maybe she had to go back to shooting that mafia movie in France. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I liked the pictures. I think they were fun. Yeah. And that's it. Thank you for flattering me. <laughs> that's that's the episode. Yeah. But it's not the end of this episode. No, we still gotta categorize things. Yes. Uh, JD. Yes. What was your favorite song in this episode? Uh, um, and what were the songs again? 
I got Big Girls Don't Cry, D-I-N-O-N-S-A-U-R-A-Dinosaur, What Makes You Beautiful, Love You Like a Love Song, and Take My Breath Away. Mm, probably just the stupid dinosaur song. It was fun and goofy, and I'm here for it. I'm here for fun and goofy. Alright, my pick is Take My Breath Away. I think it was a really good cover, I love the harmonies, and I love when Quintana get to do a sing together. Mm-hmm. Apparently this is their only solo in the show, or their only duet in the show. Which is oh weird. yeah, I guess they sing together another time, but Rachel's also involved. Yeah. Christina? Uh, I also vote for Take My Breath Away. All right. I think it was it was the only song that I was like, wow, this is good. Instead of, you know, like, eh, it's fine. JD, next we do slushies. So, or no, do we do, do we do moment or song? Moment or slushy next, Tanner? I forget. Next is the moment you want to give a gold star to. Yes. Best moment. Yes. The, the best, the best non-musical moment. Or element, even. Definitely Puck, like, crowning Becky anti-prom queen. I really enjoyed that scene. I thought it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Christina, what was your gold star moment? Uh, you know what? I think I'm also gonna go with Puck and with Puck and Becky's anti-royalty. Because I like that Puck took the time to, like, talk to Becky and, like, you know, be nice and be supportive. And also that they schemed so that Puck could successfully spike the punch. Yeah, the whole, the whole, <laughs> the whole thing was great with them. The fact that he also just went, actually went along with it and played strip poke with her when he could have so easily turned her down. Yeah. Yeah, that was all really sweet. And I'm glad both of you have covered that because my <laughs> best is Britney's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> also good. Specifically her prom outfit, not not her uh, Pebbles outfit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why not both? Because the Pebbles outfit did not imprint on my psyche the way her prom <laughs> outfit did. <laughs> Like, I didn't realize that my ideas for all of my roleplay characters' fancy dress party outfits were just me reinterpreting the Britney Promosaurus prom dress Cedo situation. <laughs> is that- Yeah. Is that, it's, is that kind of similar to the outfit from the Owl House that Luce wears to Grom? Oh, let me check. I think a little bit, she yeah. She has, like, a suit jacket and, like, a, and a dress underneath it. It is! Hmm. I can't believe Luz's Grand outfit was inspired by Britney Esther's. <laughs> uh, I bet Britney loves Owl House. Of course! I mean, it's a damn good show. What do you want to bet that Britney's like the technical consultant for the Owl House? <laughs> no, I feel I feel like she's just their biggest fan. <laughs> I feel like she ha- makes some really great fan cams of, of Luz and Amity. And then, this is, this is the hardest part. What slushie do you want to throw... What what is the part that's so bad you want to throw a slushy at everyone involved, JD? Oh boy. <laughs> um, think. Oh, um, Finn. Uh, Finn practically attacking Quinn because of her, because he's realized that she can barely yeah. stand. No, she can't. She can't actually like. She's literally barely able to hold herself up with support after doing intense physical tra- therapy. Like that's. Uh... It's not good. It's quite bad. I I want to expand on that in general, and I just want to say Finn not being culpable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or for not taking not taking culpability. Mm. Mm-hmm. For anything yeah. he does in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just just Finn in this episode. It's not great. Finn, you're a bad person in this episode. <laughs> yeah. You were, you were rude to Rachel, and then when you started realizing you may have been rude to Rachel, you decided to double down and be ruder to Quinn. Well, that's, that's the thing, right? Qu- yeah. Quinn and Rachel are having an episode where, by the end, they're actually kind of nice now for this episode. So someone has to be the bad guy. Yeah, Finn never apologizes. That's yeah. I think that's the one I'm stamping down. Yeah, Christina? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with this whole subplot, because 
it's just like it's a multi-shot character assassination <laughs> and i'm just not a fan of it like look i'm glad that it got us that fabiri conversation and uh queer election fraud but like they didn't have to make finn be so queen to quinn be so mean <laughs> they did not have to make finn be so mean to quinn is how that phrase is said in the english language so queen to men that's what i heard anyways so <laughs> Yeah. Um, although I didn't actually hear the rest of your sentence, it did not stick in my head, so I just wrote down here at worst is Finn! Yeah. Maybe we should just make it Ryan Murphy for the for the writing of this episode. I mean, Ryan Murphy is always getting an honorary slushy to the face. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. JD, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been very silly. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's a very silly show. Where can you be found on the internet? I have a podcast myself, Pokemakers. Tano guested recently on a very normal episode that was completely normal, where we made Digimon, for sure. That's on Twitter, at Pokemakers, um, and wherever you find podcasts. And you can find me individually, at CodenameJD. Nice. All right. And this podcast is usually like me. We're part of the Corner Podcast Network, and we can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we're not there, let us know and we'll work on getting there. We can be found at LoserLikeMePod on Twitter and through LoserLikeMePod at gmail.com. We also have a Discord server and a Tumblr with links in the episode description. Next time, body swapping episode, body swapping episode, body swapping episode, body swapping episode, body swapping episode. Okay, now Emily, just like... Turn the volume down and have that running in the background continuously while Christina leads us out. Body swapping episode. Body swapping episode. <laughs> but yeah, body swapping I guess episode, body usually Tanner episode, does this. Uh, so JD, the way we episode, do the outro episode, is, episode, I will count down episode, three, two, one, episode, and on what would be go. We say, and that's what you missed on Glee. Okay. All right, three, two, one, that's what you and that's what you missed on Glee. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love the show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening, you're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Body swapping episode, 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 body swapping episode. Okay, that's the podcast.